0: Oh my lord and welcome to another episode of twisted how are you everybody thank you so much uh you know i haven't done a twist in a little while and i was kind of just chillaxing on it because i've been focusing on the International Bad Boys Hour, which I really love. I think they're it's great. And I've been focused on that. And I started just all at the same time, just started getting more and more emails from people going, When are you gonna do another Twisted? Uh, so I decided I had a little time off since uh, next Monday, or I don't know when you're gonna listen to this, but the Monday following this recording is Memorial Day, so we won't be in here. So I want to give a little more um, a little more content for you guys to listen and love. Your words are great. I love that you guys love Twisted. It means a lot to me. I need to get back to doing it. Uh, I'm just in this studio all the time. Uh, Aaron's basically my roommate at this point. We're just we're pretty much roommates talking baseball, having a good time. Uh, Aaron is working the steel wheels over there, sound, so he's doing a great job. Uh, you know, I just want to thank Al Magical for calling me yesterday. Apparently, uh, some Punch Drunk fans had tweeted uh, Al about the, how the studio was running, and Al called me up and, uh, and proceeded to rip me, rip me a new asshole, which was kind of fun. So, uh, remember, guys, we're, the studio is a process. It's, it's going good. You know what else I found out might be really good to do for Punch Drunk Sports is Google Hangout. I hear is really nice too. So I'm going to check that out. Whatever makes it easier for us to have everybody on video conference, plus take some phone calls from our favorite people like George St. Pierre and so on and so forth. Uh, Got some great news coming up. I know I always talk about I can't announce it, but it is great stuff. So uh, hopefully I can announce that next week once I get the green light on that. A lot of great stuff going on. Hey, uh, Calgary, I will be out in Canada. For the first weekend of June, I'll be doing the Calgary Yuck Yucks. Very excited about doing that. Uh, Apparently, it's in the casino. I love those gigs. I love gigging out there. I love going to Canada. Canada's like the 80s, I always say. Right now, everyone's got money and cocaine. Everyone's doing coke up there. And I'm just excited about being up there, even though I'm sober. And I'll get into some of that story in a few. But uh, I'm very excited about going up there. I'm actually thinking about possibly recording another album up there. If it's not too expensive, I might see if I can get somebody to come down for uh, the last four, uh, last two nights, Friday and Saturday night, come down record all four sets. There's a couple bits I kind of want to fine tune, but at some point I'm just like, if I have like 120 m- minutes of new material or whatever I have, uh, or uh, excuse me, uh, 80 minutes of new material, then I'll just take the best 60 and put it out there and then see how it goes and fine tune the other shit. But uh, I, I've been wanting to do that. So I, I think I might go up there. So I'll be at Calgary. I mean, this Friday, I will be at uh, Velvet Revolver. I'm, I'm Velvet Revolver. Velvet Jones. I will be doing the Butt, Sweat, and Tears tour. And then uh, the following, and then Saturday night, I'll be at the Down and Dirty comedy show at the Ice House with Paula Bell. And I got a couple tickets available that. If you're in Los Angeles and you want to go, I got four free tickets to give out. So hit me up on Twitter or Facebook. You can come as my guest. Going to be going to China. I'll be getting into that and a lot of stuff. Got a lot to talk about. Uh, And then I'm going to do the thing where I answer your questions. I put out that to uh, social media. We got some fun, interesting questions. It's always fun to know what people think of you. And I know what you think of me through these questions and I'm excited about answering them. But let's get into what everybody wants to talk about. David Letterman, whether you're listening to this on Friday or the following week, David Letterman went off last night and it was uh it was really sad. It's really sad. It's you know, it is the end of some of my childhood has is pretty much all the all the great shows from my childhood are officially gone, and you know time waits for nobody, and and at the end of the day, as big as David Letterman was, you know today everybody go moves on with their life. But it was incredibly sad. I got to watch the last couple uh, episodes of it. I sat down, I watched it, and uh, you know, like it's so weird to watch all your heroes growing old. You know, like everybody's mortal and everybody's decaying. And I don't want to be like a negative nanny about the whole thing or Debbie Downer, but, um, it was, it was fun to watch, man. I, David Letterman, uh, David Letterman and Johnny Carson were the two best ever do. It. And some of you guys are really young, so you will never really get to understand Johnny Carson. You can watch kind of clips on YouTube and, uh, you know, but you'll never understand how good he was. And, like how he's so much different than all the other talk show hosts today, you know. And there's nothing wrong with them. Teach their own. I mean, I, I personally like my, my comedy with a little bite on it. But that just means it goes back to what I've talked about on podcasts a thousand times before. You know, it, comics break down to two things: they're clowns and they're, they're shit talkers. Sometimes you have shit talking clowns. Sometimes you have some clownish shit talkers. But they break down the one and two things. Neither one's better than the other, even though I prefer one over the other. But that's just my own personal choice you know but when you you know and and I think David Letterman is the last of the really great shit talkers on television and I think that you don't really see that now everybody's kind of in on it to promote everything and everybody's laughing at stuff that's I don't even know why we're laughing at this at this like just huge like deep belly laughter on stuff I'm like well, did I miss something uh, but David Johnny Carson was the best in that Johnny Carson was a host That when a guest came on his show, he had no problem with letting someone steal the show. There's no problem with somebody coming on and really shining to the point where he took a step back and let that guest go. And you can see it over and over and over and over again. Uh, And Johnny, uh, you know, when Johnny Carson went, I remember I was sitting with my friends and I think we were all, we were doing acid. We watched Johnny Carson on acid. The last Johnny Carson just fucked up on acid. And I'm the only one who understood the gravity. Everybody else is just shit face trying to get down girls' pants. You know, I'm like, this is a historical moment. We're going—this is an icon. This is kind of a, you know— Johnny Carson was—nah, I think it's more David Letterman. That is the bridge between old school and new school. Uh— but, you know, you know, I'm tripping balls watching Johnny Carson go out. Just fucking and tripping balls and crying balls. You know, just have tears coming down my thing. So it was a pretty amazing moment. So I, uh, I was at the store last night to watch the show. And, you know, Johnny Carson kind of, I mean, excuse me, David Letterman kind of got started from the comedy store. The whole story is, whether it's 100% true or not, the whole story is is that David Letterman was going to quit entertainment. He wanted to leave Town, he was gonna go drive back to Indiana, and Mitzi Shore stopped him and told him, "You have big things coming," and kept him in town, kept him working at the store, and that's how he got his morning show. Got signed for a bunch of cash. That morning show only went up to 18 episodes, and then they had him on on retainer. They had him under contract. So like, let's throw him out on after Johnny Carson, and from there, you know, you know the rest of the story. Uh, so to be at the comedy store on the big night when Johnny, when when David, I keep saying giant cars, when David Letterman is, is doing his final show was really amazing. It was really amazing. And it was, uh, you could sense something was really special going on because whenever something special in comedy goes on, news crews fly to the comedy store. You always see TV reporters there. You know, when, when Robin Williams died, it was a uh, soul crushing and there was a bunch of news reporters there. And, and then Johnny, you know, obviously David Letterman going out last night, uh, news reporters were there. And the place was packed, man. The place was packed. I think people realized it was a really good night. And if you go on my good friend, Rose's from the Comedy Source Instagram, if you see, I'll show you her name real quick. I'll tell you how to find her on Instagram really quickly. If you go under, look at uh, Z-A-F-A-D-O-N-J-U-A-N-I-T-A. One more time, that's Z-A-F-A-D-O-N-J-U-A-N-I-T-A. If you go find her on Instagram, you'll see a picture of everybody, how packed, the, the uh, patio was at the comedy store because everybody knew. Everybody who worked there was there. Uh, you know All the comics, even if they weren't performing, had shown up, and everybody got to watch it. Well, I was on stage doing stand-up, and it was going really well. It was a really great show. Uh, the crowd was great for people who did want to witness history. They were pretty good people. I always tend to find that people who don't go to big events are weird people. Like, you ever do stand-up on Christmas at a comedy club? They're weird people. People who go to a comedy club during a Super Bowl are weird people. And the weirdest, though, are the July 4th people. You ever go to a comedy club and people are at a comedy club July 4th? Those are the people who don't get invited to picnics. Those are the weird people. Those are the really weird people. You're like, God damn. nobody. Don't you have a friend? What are you doing here? And everybody, all the comics are shit-faced because they just left a... a, a a party to come do stand-up. But the crowd was really great. There was a a, a gay guy and a Filipino chick drinking uh, champagne during the show. That's always weird. (laughs) There was a kid in the front, can't tell if he's gay or not. And if he is, I don't care. Just for the sake of the story. He looked like if Bob's big boy fucked and a uh, Hitler youth and had a baby, that's what this guy would look like. A gay Hitler youth, Bob big boy. That's what this guy looked like. And he's come to the show and his mom's come with him a couple times. And I've talked about banging his mom in front of him and he seems to laugh about it. And he has, but he comes all the time and he was hanging out and the, the crowd was just great. They were laughing at everything. So So David Letterman starts, I'm on stage, I do my set, it's around, I forget, like 11.30 I think is when David Letterman starts, and I'm on set, I'm doing stand-up. Now when you do stand-up this late at the Comedy Store, the whole key is not to let, let people leave. You gotta kill so hard that people stay. And that's always, like if you get that 11.30 to that midnight spot, there is so much pressure on you not to let people leave. I did a show one time at the comic store where there were 20 playmates in the crowd. Every comic to the back is like yelling at the other, don't let them leave, don't let them leave, don't let them leave. And everyone's going up there throwing thunder, everybody's going crazy, and as soon as I get down with my act, they get up and leave. I'm like, no, don't do this. like we had any shot with 20 playmates. You all know what they're gonna do. They're gonna go back to the play the Playboy Mansion. They're all gonna strap on, and they're all gonna peg Hugh Hefner in the ass. That's kind of how it goes. That's the price it comes to be a playmate. Now you gotta fuck that old man in his butt with a fucking strap on. Nobody rides for free, man. That's what I've learned in life. You want to be a playmate? You want to get your 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 black belt in hot? You want to get when you become a playmate? You be, get your doctrine in being hot. You're a doctor and fuckable, right? But to get that doctrine, you got to intern. And that internship is strapping on a strap-on and fucking old man Hefner in his ass. Nobody rides for free. So I get off stage and Dana's like, Sam, please, my girlfriend's like, come home. I want to watch Letterman with you. I'm like, okay, I'll go home. So I, d- I don't want to see it. I just I run off. I shake everybody's hand. I'm like, good night, everybody. I jump in my, you know, because I'm like the mayor of the comedy store. I'm like, good night all. And a happy Merry Christmas. To you. And I ride off with my sleigh bells, you know. So I get my car. I drive home. And I drive. Um, and I get to my place. And uh, my place is really hard now to get into because I live right next to the Hollywood Bowl. Uh, It's the Hollywood Bowl tiered parking Then where I live, and there's always some weird kind of parking thing going on. Uh, The last two days, it's been Neil Diamond. You want chaos? Try, like, how many people go to the bowl? Would you say 15,000? 20,000. 20,000 geriatric fucking drivers. Try that. You think an intersection at Beijing is crazy? Try leaving the bowl after a Neil Diamond thing. But luckily there was no, there was no uh, bowl, so I got to go in. I go upstairs, and the DVR is recording David Letterman. Dana's sleeping. I try to wake her up. I'm like, come on, man, you told me to wait for you. Okay, we watch it. She's one of those people, it's almost like she has like uh, narcolepsy, like she can fall asleep. You could be literally having conversation with it. next thing you know, she's like, I call it deforestation, where she's just sawing trees. <sighs> Like a little monster, you know what I'm saying. So I watched start watching Letterman, and it's like really funny, and you know. And some jokes hit or miss, like you know, the opening bit about our na- our national nightmare is over. I thought, you know, hey, dude, nobody bats a thousand. It was okay. I think people would have preferred people saying nice thing about him going out than you know Dave going out the way Dave is, which is you know, uh, picking you know making fun of himself self-deprecating material and uh you know it opened up and it was great and all the montages were great and you forget how much how crazy he used to be like all that like hidden camera you know uh like the stuff about at the restaurant like that's so funny and you're like where is that on late night television now it's like gone you don't see it that much So, anyways, I'm watching it and he's about to go in and introduce the Foo Fighters, and boom, the DVR stops recording. Because Time Warner are cocksucking motherfuckers. You really are. You know it's a big night and David Letterman is going out on his final show, and you know he's doing a 120 minute show. Why are you only recording the show for an hour? Because you're a cocksucker. And don't tell me it's always like that. Because movies sometimes go two and a half hours and you record the whole thing. It was real. Dude, when that that thing cut off, I wanted to go. I wanted to set my house on fire, dude. I was so fucking upset that one, my girlfriend didn't realize it when she recorded it. it, And that Time Warner let that shit happen. So I run. You know, and and I just like start going on YouTube. And God bless YouTube, man. Because after about ten minutes after the show... They had uh, uploaded everything. You got to see the uh, Foo Fighters for two seconds. What are they saying? Do you think they would have flown back if they knew they were only going to be on screen for about thirty seconds? I mean, this is the Foo Fighters, who play a re. I mean, like, have you watched any? Dana, my girlfriend's done a ton of. She's produced two of their concert films, and uh, she's flown in their personal jets. These guys are. are as- they, they called Dave Grohl the last of the great ones. I think that might be Jack White, too, but the last of the great ones, you know. And he uh, flew back, and I'm like, are they really playing a montage over why they sing? Which is Dave's thing. It's his last show, and I guess it's an honor. I mean, if you go, hey, Triple show up. Dave wants you to yodel while they do a montage on his last show. i be, Yole, hee-hoo. Yole, hee-hoo. <laughs> And I would do that for like 15 minutes. But it was fucking amazing, man. It was amazing. Now, I would, you know, while thinking about what to do for Twisted, I was like, who would be on my final show? If I had my own show and it was a big success, who are my last guests on my show? This was really hard, but I have a couple people. Let's see, Aaron, if you agree with any of this. Um, Here we go. My last show. The band, musical act, Eminem. And if Eminem's not available or wants nothing to do with me, Metallica. And if neither of them want to do anything, I'm going to ask Clownvis to come in and close it out. Right? I'm going to obviously have my mom, my dad there. Dana will be there. I think, uh, who else will I have in there? I probably would have, I mean, because this is my last show, I'd probably have Bella Donna on there, and we'd talk about the time she deep-throated a, a, a dildo on, my, uh, on the Naughty Show. I would definitely have Jason Tebow and Ari Shafir on. We would talk punch drunks. I would probably have Joe Rogan on, too, because even though I know I drive him crazy once in a while, he's done a lot for my career. Joe's done so much, and I've like I've been going to therapy a lot. I go to therapy, and the big thing I'm dealing with is uh, me. Uh, I have a problem with uh, at, uh, bothering people. Like I have a real bad issue with it. Like uh, I have an ego, and on top of that, I feel like I, I should be bo- like. By the way, and Joe's done so much for me like he's done so much for me and I'm like overly grateful and it's like you know there's this whole saying that you know Hollywood you treat famous people like regular people and regular people like famous people you know but Joe's done so much for me like I feel so bad that I, I'll end up over like thanking him and I know it gets creepy and probably my last you know 10 minutes on my podcast on my last show would be me thanking him for everything so that'd be my final show that's a good show, right? Belladonna. Oh, f- Oh, fuck. I forgot. I'd have to have Patrick Ewing and uh, Blake Griffin on there, too. Those are the next two that I would have on my show. Those would be the guys that would close it out. There you got it. Musical guest Eminem. Special guest B- Patrick Ewing, Blake Griffin. Okay? Ari Shafir, Jason Tebow, Joe Rogan, my mom, my dad, my brother, and Dana Marshall. There you go. Closing it out. <laughs> that was a 20-minute rant. God, time flies. Um, Just got asked to do Getting High with Doug. Actually got asked to do that today. Uh, and you know what I did? I turned it down because I really wanted to stay sober. And it's so hard to turn down because for a couple reasons. One, I love Doug Benson. Like Doug Benson is one of the nicest, coolest guys you'll ever meet, and he he always thinks of me. He always asks me to do his podcast. A lot of people, for some reason, won't let don't aren't interested in me being a guest on their show. And uh, he's one of the guys who do. And like it was a real honor to do. Like Doug loves movies. A couple weeks ago in Atlanta, and get to like hand like. Dude, this guy filled the improv at like four in the afternoon, sold out. Like, that's juggernaut shit. That's some incredible shit right there. So, you know, it was very cool for him to ask me to do it. And it's with one of my favorite people on the planet today, Morgan Murphy, who like, I have this crush on. Like, I just think she has a, you know, it's so weird because I want to talk about like how how hot I think she is because i don't think she's your traditional beauty i think she's sexy for her way of being sexy and i think if she heard that she'd be like that's really offensive and i don't mean it like i think she's hot as fuck in her own way but i don't i feel like it's very weird when you talk about female comics when you talk about them sexually it's like almost like you're disrespecting them that's kind of talking on international bad boys about that about how like if you talk uh, about female comics in sexual connotations I guess is the word I'm looking for in respects sexual respects they get very angry about that because they fight so hard just to be one of the guys. you know and I remember when Liza Schlesinger put out her CD with her half naked on it. I heard a lot of female comics going, oh is, aren't we trying to fight this which I don't get that. I think like Amy Schumer's the first one to be like, "Hey, I'm funny, but I'm also have sexual energy," and I don't think there's anything wrong with that as long as you dictate your terms. You know, and if you do a show where guys like, "Show me your tits," like I get that that's offensive, but that's right along the lines of you're not funny. You got to shut them down and kick them out. So I I really would love to do. Getting high with Doug, but man, I just, I just got, I like being sober right now. Things in my life are going extremely well. I had a good talk with uh, Al Magical the other day. We kind of were talking, I was just kind of talking where my career is. And some people are like, why aren't you bigger? And I go, uh, it's just, you know, it's just, it, it's that I made, I've made a lot of bad decisions. And I, uh, whether it was representation or personal activities, you know, that I really enjoyed uh, you know, and just, uh, you know, again, with them, my mental shit of, like, uh, just, like, uh, social anxiety and shit like that. You know what I mean? But I'm dealing with all that. They're all out of the way, and I'm very happy. And if you got, you know, if you have mental shit going on, get some help, dude. There's nothing wrong with that. I would go, I'd say go, man, go to a therapist. Therapists are fucking great, dude. I love going to a therapist because it's, like, literally the only time I'm... Like you can just talk And the people won't talk, talk back Unless it's trying to help you I have a certain friend I won't say what his name is Every time I try to talk to him about just my, You know you just want something to talk to Every time I bring up what's going wrong in my life Instantly it turns into what's going on wrong with his life And it's just like Dude we can't solve like, Can we solve one problem Then we'll go to another problem So that's it uh, Crazy gigs Calgary already talked about that um, Okay so I want to get into this uh, is anyone else, like, kind of thinking that peri- what the fuck is up with Periscope? Like, is it just like, it's just like, is anybody this interesting that they got to live stream everything they're doing? Is it just me or is Periscope just video spam? It is isn't. it isn't. Like, you, I mean, I get it. Like, if Joe Rogan's at the, the weigh-ins. He's, you know, and he's periscoping people. That's cool as shit. You know, somebody, I don't know, eating lunch. Maybe it's the same thing as Instagram. I just don't get it, man. Like, how can you just watch somebody live stream eating lunch? I I mean, I'm looking at a picture is one thing. To, to actually invest the amount of time in watching this guy eat his lunch. It's just like, don't you got gigs? Don't you get a life? Don't you got places to be? Am I wrong? I'm so fucking busy. And I'm not saying that to brag. It's just like, I don't have time to sit down and watch. Look at me. I'm watching. Oh, my God. We're watching Dancing with the Stars. Check us out as we watch it. Watch us watch it. That's like weird, right? Am I wrong? I... So I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? Well, the reason I bring this up is like uh, last Saturday, last Wednesday night, I had a horrifically bad set at the comedy store. Cause I woke up with my finger, my point on my left hand, my 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 uh, pointing finger and my thumb numb. And I, come on. I, everybody knows when your hand goes numb, what does that mean? Especially on your left side. So I'm like I'm like a little weirded out. So I go, uh, I go to the comedy store. It's late night and, uh, I'm like, dude, I'm freaking out and it's getting number and I'm asking people and everyone's like, dude, you might have to go to the hospital because there's a good chance you might be having a heart attack at the comedy store. W- the worst. There's no doctors there. There's maybe witch doctors. That's about it. A, you know, God talked to all the cocktail waiters who are the nicest people in the world. But they're all like, uh, you ever notice every chick is a witch doctor? Like, she's like, oh, I'm not feeling good. It's like, oh, take an aspirin, drink some orange juice, watch the first season of Sex and the City. They always have, like, weird, like, concoctions to make you feel better. So I, uh, so I, uh, I'm freaking out, man. And the set starts off really good. And then, I mean, I start to freak the fuck out on stage. And I'm like, I just stop. I can't talk. Everyone's staring at me. I'm like, I I think I'm having a heart attack. And everyone's laughing. I I think I'm dying. And I have a freak out for about five minutes on stage. Of course, I get off stage. Adam the Booker's like, what the fuck was that? You went 20 minutes. I'm like, I don't know. I'm having a heart attack. What What is the time limit on having a heart attack? And then I bring up Tony Hinchcliffe, and he just roasts me a new asshole. I'm dying on stage. So I get on stage, I'm having a full meltdown, right? I'm having a full-on meltdown that I'm going to die. Mo Mandel's like, dude, go to the hospital. I'm like, I don't, I don't know what to do. Three different people have come up to me and go, hey, can I periscope this? I'm like, I think I'm having a heart attack. They're like, yeah, let me periscope it. Is that where we're at? We're going to have snuff films on fucking periscope? People are going to read. I'm dying here. One person came up and asked me if I was okay. Chris Spencer. As he drove off. He did a drive-by check-in. You good? Boom. Takes off. Nobody cared. Nobody fucking cared. Someone told me Rogan periscoped me melting down on San Nobody cares. Did they want to ask him? I think you should ask somebody if you're periscoping them. Right? You shouldn't just be allowed to periscope somebody. We need some rules of this shit. But it's just like there's too much weird, weird, I just think there's just so much garbage on Periscope that we need some quality control. So you know what I'm going to start doing? I'm going to start Periscoping Hollywood Boulevard. I'm just going to every day walk down Hollywood Boulevard for an hour and just Periscope the weirdest shit I could find. And by the way, that is the closest I'll ever get to being the Crocodile Hunter. Cause I tried to do this the other day with this black chick, just cracked out black chick. I'm like, Hey, can I film? And she's like, get away from me. And she like threw a card at me. She just threw, I'm like, Oh man, <laughs> the fight is real. You know what I'm saying? I am deep, deep into this shit. Like a, fu- like an animal planet and shit. Like, the, the, dude, this is a free range psych ward. I try to Periscope people so people know I get fucking almost murder. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do something right now. Uh, I just like what people like real quick. I just want to get this like your time is precious. Don't just watch anybody Periscope any like demand some quality. Like the, what people spend their money on blows my mind. Like Paris Hilton is one of the highest paid DJs in the world. That means most likely somebody is taking anywhere from 25 to to $100 to go watch her fucking DJ. Like, don't you work hard for your money? Don't you want to spend it on something worth it? Why her DJing? I just don't get it. I just don't. I'm just so out of the loop on what people think is cool. Because I would never, ever, like, I go to, I go to, I go to, that girl is dog shit. I would fuck the shit out of her, but that's it. You wouldn't fuck her? You wouldn't. Are you in a relationship? Okay. Let's say you weren't in a relationship. Would you drop dick on that? Not at all? I don't know, man. Like, nah. Think she's just what, too stink? Too thin? Oh, you like it th- thick? Me too. I'm from upstate New York, dude. I like my shit sloppy. I like sloppy everything. Sloppy tits, sloppy ass. I just like sloppy. That's just who I am, man. I'm a man who likes sloppy. Fuck this CrossFit shit. Give me sloppy. I want a girl who would tie her tire down and I just do whatever I want to do. She puts up a fight, but at some point, she's just going to start cramping. And I can just light her up. So that's just me. I don't know why you people... Like, I just spent 20... I know, like, the go-see-live comedy show costs anywhere from 20 to 25 bucks. But that's a whole different... That's a live performance. I went and saw the Avengers in 3D. $20 at Arclight. 20 20 bucks. I'm like for that kind of cash, Scarlett Johansson better jump off the screen and suck my dick. At least give me a hand job. For that kind of cash, movies twenty dollars. And you remember the old 3D? It used to be really crazy. Like it would like a spare would come out, and you're like, ah, it almost hit me. Like the 3D now isn't even that great a 3D. What was the old thing, the, the the shrinky dinkies? They're like shrinky. They like kind of pu- they puff out a little bit. That's about it. It's not really crazy ass 3D. There was one scene in Lord of the Rings that was the craziest 3D I've ever seen, and that was when the elves were fighting the orcs in like this this weird little house. And I'm like, holy fuck! I feel. But like the the Avengers, great movie, great movie. You know what's so funny about Scarlett Johansson's character in that movie? Is that like, it is so much like Comic-Con. Like all the guy superheroes, they're all, they're, you know, some of them are built, some of of them have diabetes, that's their super, like, but every chick, girl dressed up at Comic-Con, their superpower is being a whore, right? They have the, they have the superpower of being able to go airtight, right? Is that how it goes? Every meat in and every hole. That's how it goes, right? Like, Scarlett Johansson, what she's there to do? Fucking give, give a happy ending to the Hulk. Her whole job is to jerk off the Hulk so he calms the fuck down, right? She goes, Filipino, happy ending on him. He calms the fuck down. And why doesn't the Hulk ever... Like, if you were Bruce Banner, wouldn't you always walk around with spandex on? You're like, how many... How how many jeans can you rip before you learn a lesson, or go a hammer pants? How great would it be if if Bruce Bruce Jenner Bruce, Bruce Bruce Jenner transforms to another thing. Bruce Jenner when he gets angry he goes cock zombie crazy. I love how he's trying to act like he he isn't gonna want dick. Like you're chopping off your woo woo, and you're taking hormone. You're going, you know, you were just like, I've said this before, but he was just in that, he was just in that Kardashian home and he's just like, it's not fair that these girls get all these beautiful, delicious black dicks. That's exactly what happened. He just wants some black, give him some black dick, Kanye. So it's time to, we answer your questions here on Twitter. Here on Twisted. I put it out on uh, social medias from around the world, and uh, I got some questions for some people. Gotta be honest with you, the Instagram questions were a lot more colorful. By colorful, I mean homoerotic. Uh here we go. Well, we got we got Casper Rottenboll, I believe his name. B R O T T B O L L. Rotten Bowl? He's a big fan of everything I do. Uh, he says, do you realize how much you help people around the world with your podcast? And I, hey, you're a very nice guy. You're a very nice guy. I, I really do appreciate your your uh, your your support. Uh, Laura from Toronto, not sure if I want to know the answer to some of the weird things you're into. That's true. I am in the weird shit. But you know, this is Laura who brought her like Pakistani friend. Who I basically said I could bang her in the ass if I wanted to. So who's weird? Who's weird? You know, if you point fingers, someone Laura for three ping- fingers point back. Uh, real quick, what else we got here? Uh, Andrew Mata, you've been killing it lately. Sam, keep up the good work. That's not really a question, Andrew, but I appreciate the kind words, man. I'm reading this. Um, Jay Richards uh, Elf at Twitter on Elf Money. Clippers, losing aside, does Harden have the most annoying face in the NBA? Does he? I don't know, man. There's some annoying faces in the NBA. Dwight Howard's got an annoying face in the NBA. Paul Gasol, llama face. Paul Gasol totally looks like a fucking llama. And by the way, has anyone ever seen Phil Jackson and David Letterman in the same room at the same time? Never. They both walk the same way. Like there's some old puppet from a Cirque du Soleil play in Las Vegas. You ever see how they walk? It's very weird. Uh, Harden, does, Harden has a weird, like, slightly cross-eyed look, which on women is attractive. On NBA players, it's uncomfortable. Like, what's wrong with trimming the beard, too? Keep it nice. You know, a little respect to Mr. T that he just jacked his look. Mr. T clapped that thing fucking groomed, dog. Groom that shit. And don't cross your eyeballs; it's uncomfortable. Uh, another question: At one point after the Clippers series, did you ever consider putting a bullet inside your head? Uh, that's from Chad Zumok, friend of show. Uh, no, but I'll be honest with you: watching the Clippers lose was like watching your family get murdered on video. It really was like what is going. Especially that last game where they didn't even show up. It was it's it's brutal. It's so hard to be a fan. And, Aaron, you don't know what it is because St. Louis baseball has been good forever. You don't really – have you guys ever lost in the World Series? Oh, It's got to be hard, dude. Uh, I got a question from Mish The Dish uh, on Twitter, at Mish underscore the underscore dish. Any new traffic court stories? Your episode on Crabs Feet will go down as history as one of my faves hilarious twisted uh no but i am going to court again because i got this bullshit ticket from this fucking cop see people don't understand something in la la is broke so they can't raise tax and what they do they do a back tax a backdoor tax which is writing tickets so there's this one street called wilcox which i used to live on back in the day in the weekly with uh that's where the uh, silver robot guy story happened where Silver Robot guy tried to smoke, who I smoke crack with, and he tried to suck my dick. And uh, it was right near there. So I'm going through this intersection. It's like, uh, if you don't live in LA, you don't understand. It is bumper to bumper. Like, I mean, for like blocks, you can't see four, you can't see back. So I get to the intersection. I go to make a left into the intersection. Suddenly there's a, the street is shut down. There's like uh, like wooden horses in the middle, little like what's the, what those things called? Uh, gates? I don't know what they're. T- right in the middle, of, like traffic horses, right in the middle of the street. So I, I'm halfway in. I see oncoming traffic coming from the south, going north towards me. I freak out. There's no room to go. I freak out, so I go right into the middle lane of the north of the of the uh, south north going traffic. There's a the middle lane. There's nowhere else to go. So I'm like fuck. Nobody's let me in. I see a cop. I start to freak out. I keep trying to pull in to someone. They they won't let me in. So the only place to go is there's some there's some room up front. So I, I, I down the street. So I drive down the middle lane. Suddenly I look back. Boo! I see them. The cops turn on their lights. Right. This cop <laughs> literally does a fifteen point turn. It's, that's how much, that's how bad the traffic is. He can't make a two-point turn, a three-point turn, a four-point turn. He has to go, (laughs) to get around. And of course, I can't even run, which I've run before. I have run from the police. I would do it. I couldn't. I'm like, fuck it. I ain't going anywhere. Take your time with this turn. There's nowhere for me to go. There's nowhere for you to go. And he pulls me over. He writes me this fucking ticket, and then he tells me, like, oh, my insurance is, my insurance. It's uh, it's outdated, but I'm not going to write you a ticket. Hey, fuckhead, don't do me any favors. I'm not anti-cop at all, but don't, dude, you and I both know what's going on here. You have to write a number of tickets, and you're just busting my balls for a $300 and certain dollar ticket because this town is broke, which I don't get it. There's so many people who live here. Would you ever agree to a $1 tax on everything if it meant they could build like 20 water treatment centers that would take salt water and turn it into drinking water? For like five years, everything you buy over $10 has a dollar tax on it that goes to this thing, right? 80% of this planet is salt water. Why don't we fix that into drinking water? I don't get it. Apple. I already said this on podcast. Stop making watches nobody wants. Start making drinking water. Mm. Uh, This is from Elf Money again. Great question. Have you fucked any other foods or chicken sandwiches? I have not. That was a one-time thing. Uh, It was just a great time. I I feel like my relationship with Steve Byrne has forever been altered. He doesn't seem very happy about the fact that I stuck my dick in his chicken sandwich. And, you know, the truth is, if you fucked my chicken sandwich, I would laugh. Okay. And then I'd be like, fuck it. You know, it's like the mayonnaise probably killed anything you got anyways. You know what I'm saying? It's not like I, I, listen, I did not jizz on his chicken. That's a big part of that story. You know how long it would take for me to get off on a chicken sandwich? I'd have to push down the bun and just start thinking weird shit. Then I'd have to get on Pornhub and watch some porn as I hump my friend's chicken sandwich. And then imagine if he walked in on me humping his chicken sandwich. I don't know why everybody thinks that's so weird. Uh, what is Twisted? This is somebody, uh, the, real Mon- the real Morty, uh, mostly basketball. Uh, Twisted is a podcast that I hope you're listening to right now. Uh, so let's go to Instagram. And then we're almost done, everybody. Let's get to the questions. I love this. Uh, okay, here we go. Wow. Wow. <laughs> here we go. Tons of... Uh, How many from uh, S.I. This is on uh, Instagram if you want to find these people. S.I.E. underscore T M R C tomorrow, maybe. Is that it? Side tomorrow. Uh, How many dicks can you fit in your mouth at once flaccid? That's a great question. And that really comes down to what dicks are we talking about? I mean, if we're talking Asian dicks, I could probably go with six or seven. If we're talking black dicks. Two at the most. That's the most black dicks I could get in my mouth. But I mean, it's probably the same. I'm not, I don't, I'm not known for having a humongous mouth. So the amount of dicks I can put in my mouth is probably the same amount as dicks as Aaron can put in his mouth, or whoever uh, see Tamar can fit in his mouth. So at the end of the day, you know, we all we all may like a little different baseball or football teams. You know, like different sandwiches. But at the end of the day, we pretty much all can fit the same amount of dicks in our mouth. And if that doesn't bring it together, I don't know what will. Okay. Uh, coming to Chicago anytime soon. Uh, that's from X, DRK, man, X51. I am. I want to come to uh, Chicago soon. I I hit up the Laugh Factory in Chicago. If you want to drop them an email. If there's a comedy club near you and you drop them an email, tell them you want Sam Tripoli to come, I'm going to come to your town. I'm trying to get to Chicago. I like to play the Laugh Factory. I like to get out there and rock. So uh, if you can, hit up uh, the Laugh Factory. Tell them you want Sam Tripoli. Now, if I go out there, I'd like to have Jason Tebow as my feature so you can get two for one, everybody. So let's make that happen. Great question. Thank you, Darkman51. Uh, Bloody Birdie, how do you ever get laid? Same way everybody else does. Uh, I get my meat shank hard and I just go for glory, dude. I don't know what. You act like women won't fuck anything. Hitler had a wife and a side piece. Chicks will bang anybody. Tiger Woods got laid a lot. And that guy's not good looking. I don't give a shit. Money cleans that dude up a lot. I mean, there's a lot of guys. Remember the guy from uh, American Pie used to, who who fucked the apple pie, Jason. What's his name? Jason. I don't even know. Jason what? Biggs. Jason Biggs. Back in his heyday, when that guy was hidden, he used to be. Le- he used to leave the Sky Bar across from the Comedy store at the Mondrian with dime pieces. If that guy can get laid, anybody can get laid. Anybody can get laid. There's three. What's their three point? 1 billion snatches on this planet. Like it's not that hard, dude. You got to stop putting chicks on pedestals. Bang everything. Bang I'm just like getting old where it's like I'd rather just get a burrito and go sleep. I got a girlfriend too, so let's not change that. Uh but thanks. What's worse? Ari Shafir's balls or asshole? That there's no winner in this story. There's no winner. Both are horrible. One is Elf, elf and titus of the Nuts, and the other one is a black hole of shit. And it's just, I, I got to go with this asshole. I got to go, because I, I don't think he washes it. Dude, I shampoo my dirt hole every time I shower. I get in there and I shampoo it. Because you just never know when you're going to meet one of those ass-eating chicks who just, and I'm not even looking for it, and you just, you never know when they just want to eat ass, and you got to be a champion. And I don't walk around with baby wipes on me. I know some chicks who do that. It's like, what does that say about you? You never know when you got baby it up. But both are losers. That's like asking, like, who do you want to ruin your town more, Godzilla or King Kong? It's both pretty bad. There are no winners in that scenario, my friend. That's a great question, Curtis McDans. Cinders. Okay. Naughty Show Live show story. What was your most nightmarish live gig ever? Hell's angel biker fuckface head grind dance contest excluded. Okay, that's a great point. The worst gig I ever did. Uh, the worst gig I was at. I did was. Uh, it was fucking. was the name of this gig in Long Beach? I've talked about this before. Uh, something jungle. The something jungle in Long Beach. I forget the name of the the, the club, but it was a. Uh, it was one of these gigs where uh, Adam Hunter had booked me on this gig and he's like, Hey, come down to do this gig. It's the something jungle down here. And I'm like, okay. And this is back in the day where like any gig, anytime I'm going to, I'm going to master all rooms. Cause I was just, I would run, I'd run and do gigs. I would run and do, I go deep into Compton. I would do gigs where black comics, swear to God, were like, I ain't going down there. Fuck that. I'm like, nobody shoots a white boy. That's just cause you know, I've watched enough for 48 to know like nobody shoots a white. Only white people shoot white people. Because black people know if you shoot a white boy, the cops show up. Because so I'll go down, and the, the Liquid liquid Zoo it was called. The Liquid Zoo in Long Beach. And I show up, and I people are like, what's so bad about this gig? This gig literally was if BET remade Roadhouse, that's what this gig was like. Just imagine instead of Patrick Swayze, it's me walking in. Now, here's the thing about this gig. This gig had happened right around when Ma- Michael Jackson died. And a friend of Dana's had won the lottery to get tickets to go to the memorial. She lived in Maryland. She couldn't make it. So she sent us the tickets. And we, we had we had the uh, wristbands on because we were going the next day. I was so excited to have it. I just put it on. So I show up and I go to Liquid Zoo, the most ghetto bar I've ever... This is how ghetto the bar was. I walk in, I'm like, where the fuck is security? I just walk around to the pool in the back. There's security. I smell weed, right? I'm like, oh man, someone's smelling weed. I go in the back. The security is rolling the joints and smoking the weed. That's where we're at. So I proceed to go and I watch this gig. and It is literally every bad ethnic group comic going up. And it was like... Black people eat pussy like this, and then a white, a white uh, Mexican walk up. Mexican pussy eat pussy like this, and that was ever. It was so bad. This one guy, and this was when California had voted down same-sex marriage. You remember that? Well, everyone's like, "Oh, it's gonna pass, California. and it didn't pass, and everyone's freaking out. Well, apparently, nobody at the Liquid Zoo had heard that because they had all assumed that gay marriage had passed, and this guy's doing a 10-minute rant. I'm a, he can't believe gay marriage just pants. i like, it didn't and He's like, he stared at me like, whatever, you know. So I had this bit about, I was like, I'm going to get the fuck out of here. There, there, there's no way I'm going to kill. Because it's just some rooms you just can't do. And it's just some rooms where they just want simple shit. And it's just not what I do. And that's why, okay, so I go do this gig. And I used to have this big gig, I think I called the reverse skull fucker where i challenge girls to a sexy dance competition they give me, and i take them, I'd flip them upside, and I would skull hump them. So I did that. (laughs) I basically dropped the mic right there and walked the fuck out. And that is literally, I called up Adam Hunter the next day. I go, hey, don't ever call me again. You are dead to me. And that was it, man. That's just like, yeah. Fuck, I had something I wanted to talk about, but I can't remember what it is. Damn it. So that's it. That was it. The Liquid Zoo in Long Beach. By far the worst gig I've ever done in my life. When are you coming to Sydney, Australia? I'm supposed to come. I don't know what happened. They, these guys want to book me out there. I don't know. Michael Hey, great question. Thank you for asking. Uh, no, man. They wanted, they said they were going to book me. We are supposed to do it during the summer, and I haven't heard back from them. I hit them up a couple times. They haven't been back. So I want to come out there. I love Australia. I'm going to China, which is going to be crazy. I'm really nervous about doing China because you have to do really simple material out there. And I don't really have, even my simple shit is dark, but I'll just improv and have fun. I, I'm going to Shanghai, dude. Love it. Shanghai's the best. Dude, if you ever get to go to Shanghai, go by yourself and go be a grown ass man. Shanghai's the closest I'll ever get to being Clint Eastwood. That's what I've learned. You can just be a man's man out there. Men are men. I don't drink, though. That'll be the only problem, but it should be fun. Uh, X-Men, I'd love to know the answer to Dark Man's question. My guess is nine. I don't know what that means, Jason Tebow. Uh, wish you wouldn't be so hard on yourself. I think you're awesome. Do you have a dream project? That is from, G- okay, real quick. Stop. Okay, I jumped things. Let me go to, okay, let me finish that. That's Jesus EW. Wish you would wouldn't be so hard on yourself. I think you're awesome. Do you have a dream project? That's a great question. Do I have a dream project? Yes, I'm uh, currently writing on it right now. My manager has it, and hopefully he'll greenlight it and we'll start pitching it. It's a drama. Uh, I, my goal is to get the Naughty Show on television at some point, and I apparently I have to get other things going, and then I can come in when I'm an 800-pound gorilla and get that done. Uh, I just want to tour and do stand-up. I want to get the Naughty Show in Las Vegas. I want to get it on television, and I just want to make – Project, so yeah, and I appreciate you getting hard. I I joke, I joke around with myself. I'm I'm joking, you know. I know you guys are like, I wish you weren't so hard on yourself. Sometimes I am, and that's something I'm really working on right now. Uh, The four agreements and all that stuff, and uh, Think and Grow Rich laws of attraction i'm really working on that just putting out positive energy try not to focus like you know because in your life you see all this shit in front of you and depending on your life experiences what you focus on some of us focus on the negative and i i used to be that guy all the negative shit going on when all this great positive stuff's going on like i have this really great thing i'm doing with this network right now that i can't explain i can't say until it's green light the project is a go and uh, once that's a go, I'd love to let everybody know because I think you guys really like it. If you know what you know me and all, how much I love sports, you'll really love this. So I appreciate that. Jesus EW, I appreciate that, man. You're a good man, my friend. I appreciate the kind words. Just know I, I ain't going anywhere. And then uh, this one's to The Dude's Dad. Do you think the Clippers are going to dismantle after the meltdown? What do you think they should do? I don't think they're going to dismantle. They may. Listen, dude. I just have a big problem with giving a guy like DeAndre Jordan $20 million when he he can't run an offense through him. You need a sharp shooter. You need somebody. Like, if I can get Tyson Chandler and a couple wing guys, I'm happy. Why is anything going to be different next year if we sign DeAndre to 20 mil? Why is it going to be any fucking different? We need to get shooters, sharp shooters, guys who want the ball at the end of the day. I would love to have Camilla Anthony. I'd trade DeAndre Jordan for Camilla Anthony. I know people think I'm crazy, but there's some trades out there. Get rid of, you need to either let DeAndre go or get rid of JJ Reddick. Because they're too much of specialist. You can't have that many specialists in your starting lineup. And you need a taller guy, six five guy. You do. I've said before. People can call me crazy. Uh, this whole Nick thing, people melting down on the Knicks because they got the 4th pick. Dude, there's like six quality guys in this thing. Not just 3 that everybody's telling you. There's 6. There's some there's some like uh European power forward, I forget what his name is. Uh I don't want to look it up right now, but there's a, and then there's Winslow Oak Duke. There's Mund- Mundi, this kid who was should have gone to SMU with Larry Brown, who's a point guard who's 6'5". And this is a point guard's league. If I'm the Knicks, I'm like, that's who I'm taking. You're in a good place. I would try to move Carmelo Anthony. That's just me. I just just think Carmelo needs to go to a a team where he realizes he's the third option. Hello, Clippers. Move him to get there, and this is what you do with him. You go, hey, dude, we're going to move the offense. And at the end of the game, you do what the New Jersey Nets used to do when they had Jason Kidd was give the ball to Vince Carter, and you just let him shoot because he's going to either get fouled or he's going to dunk or hit it. So that's my opinion. How was that, dude? I thought he was only going to do 30 minutes. That was fun, right? Guys, I love you very much. I don't know how funny that was. I had a good time. I thought it was good. Uh, I'll get back to doing this more and more. Uh I love everybody. I love Al Magical. I love Aaron. I love everybody here at All Things Comedy. Uh, we're gonna take a week off from the uh, International Bad Boys for Memorial Day. I want you guys to have a great Memorial Day weekend. Enjoy the UFC fights. Go out, have some fun. Get shit faced. Make some bad decisions. Get home safely. Don't drink. Don't drive. Uh, it's not worth it, man. Especially now at Uber, dude. Just get a fucking Uber. If you're if you get a DUI now, you're you're retarded just get a fucking uber dude all right guys i love you very much this is twisted we're gonna go out with a little song i wish i could play uh the the food fighters from last night i think i would play that but i think uh soundcloud goes through and uh if they hear a song then they'll, they'll they won't let you up later so guys uh this is the uh This has been Twisted with Sam Tripoli. If you like this, please let me know. If you didn't like it, please let me know. Just hit me back. Keep me posted. And, uh, oh, shit. I didn't plug it in. Hold on. Here we go. Let's do this one more time. This is uh, Twisted with Sam Tripoli. Let's, uh, I'll see you guys. Have a great Memorial Day weekend. To me, it seems you've lost your steam, your steam, it seems you've lost it, lost it, demons haunt your thinking, freedom gone and all exhausted, exhausted, dreaming, dreams of fortune, all your deeds are all impromptu, not in sync with laws and warnings, never heeded, why you blot them, marching forth, and choosing what to keep and leave consistent.